Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have lost in uh, the OCA, uh, there has been, especially in the past few years, there was a, a generation of priests who were at uh, leadership, uh, writing, serving. Uh, there has been, you know, is a changing of the guard to the, handing over to the next generation. And with the falling asleep of Archpriest Michael, uh, we lose a very articulate, joyful voice uh, from Alaska. He was not originally from Alaska, but if you have uh, read things about the Orthodox Church in Alaska, uh, a lot of the things that you know about it uh, have his fingerprints on it, because he did a lot of research uh, and dug into uh, the local history where he would actually go and visit with the elders uh, in the various uh, communities in, for example uh, giving clarity for the martyrdom of St. Juvenali because there was a very um, bad account of his life uh, that had basically been completely fabricated that he in doing the research uh, finding other sources was able to actually uh, clarify the passing of St. Juvenali. Father Michael was, uh, you can uh, listen. If you go on YouTube, uh, podcast, you can listen to him. He would uh, give a lot of various talks uh, about the way the Orthodox Church, St. Herman, uh, uh, encountered the natives, the local people that were in Alaska, and how they served, uh, and how Orthodoxy worked with uh, basically the local religion and culture in order to be uh, 11, to be able to take what was already there and bless what was able to be blessed. There's a lot of particular customs that are from and in the Alaskan church. There is uh, just this, I'm gonna say just a few weeks ago now, uh, with uh, the last synod meeting, as it does every fall, uh, the Senate made the announcement that they're going to be uh, have accepted a petition uh, from Bishop Alexei of Alaska to canonize uh, Matushka Olga, who had already had, uh, within the OCA especially, but beyond the other jurisdictions, uh, a, day, a devotion among the faithful. She is known uh, as a, a midwife, as a healer, as one uh, who would comfort those who had been abused, uh, especially uh, women of various types of abuse, uh, that she had served very humbly and quietly uh, and had, uh, there's all sorts of stories that you can actually hear about uh, just a few weeks ago on Father Thomas Soroka on his Tuesday night, I'm forgetting the name of the program that he does with Ancient Faith, but he had Father Michael Aleska come on to talk about as well as Father Nikolai. And there's some uh, incredible stories uh, about uh, the way in which at her death, uh, if you can imagine Alaska uh, in November, uh, very particular things happened to make sure that they could actually uh, dig up the ground because otherwise it's completely frozen solid. Uh, there's just a lot of incredible things around uh, the passing of Matusha Olga. But you can hear, as far as I know, the last recording of Father Michael uh, with great joy 
sharing the news and sharing and delighting in the fact that the Synod uh, will be canonizing at a future date on Tisha Olga. That's part of the reason why, and it's uh, much metropolitan people and ask, that's why you've heard Tisha Olga in the litanies, because right now uh, he asks for all of the churches in the OCA to remember at uh, Litia for the Departed, Panahita's uh, litanies, to remember her, because we basically, the last thing before canonization happens, uh, you, you serve a Panahita, and then at, uh, if you've been to Vigil, uh, where we come before the icon in Matins and sing, we magnify or we glorify whatever the feast day is or whoever the saint is, that is basically when the church, they bring out an icon and they sing the magnification uh, and then the hymnody for the service reflects the hymnody that has been written for the saint. That is when there's kind of the official, she's been um, enlisted. It's not an act that happens in the synod as much as it's the gathering of the church together uh, and proclaiming it uh, in the middle of the services of the church. So we, there, there will be preparations for this canonization of Tishka Olga, uh, but it is by the work of Father Michael uh, Oleska, so think like Alaska, but O-L-E-S-K-A. Uh, there are books about uh, the Alaskan church, the diaries of uh, St. Jacob, uh, the works of St. Innocent, uh, a lot of this effort because of Father Michael Oleska. He's also an incredibly engaging speaker. He came and did our pastoral conference in Miami about, I think that was two or three years ago, and he is just an incredible engaging speaker. So if you've got, you know, a few hours that you're looking for something to listen to, uh, pull up Father Michael Leska and hear about and learn about um, the church in Alaska and the exploits of the saints there, and uh, to pray for the Alaskan church. The Alaskan church has, uh, like many places, Alaska is a special place. Uh, it is very remote. Uh, if you think you can drive there, there's many cities you can't drive, you can fly in, or like a, like a one of those, I want to say a pontoon boat plane, I forget what you call those things, where you, you have to actually fly into a lot of places, into the like to land in the water, because there is no other place. Uh, many of the communities, even the churches, uh, Bishop Grossman can tell you because he went and served, you'd have to get into boats and basically go down the river or go up the river in order to be able to visit these communities because they're that remote. There's no other way to get to them. And so they wait and they have like, these kids need to be baptized, these people need to be married, and they basically just do a whole run of sacraments all at once because they don't have a, a priest there. They'll do reader services or something like that, but then when the priest comes in, all sorts of sacraments, confessions, all sorts of things happen. So it's just uh, to keep the church in Alaska uh, in our prayers because they also suffer greatly because if you can imagine that kind of remoteness, that also means a poverty, uh, and the priests particularly uh, struggle uh, so there's Bishop Alexei has been doing a lot of work in order to encourage the church and ask for help from the broader church. Uh, I think the average pay for a priest in Alaska that they were getting from the church, they subsidized by uh, fishing for salmon so that they can survive uh, during the winter months. Uh, I think it was like $10,000 or something like that. So it's just, we're, we're talking about some very particular uh, challenges that they have. So, 
Anyways, let's uh, remember, especially the falling asleep of Father Michael. I encourage you to look up some of his uh, talks and also get to know, if you haven't started to get to know Matushka Olga, uh, a good place to hear both about both of them is in the recent uh, episode that Father Thomas Orca had on Ancient Faith just a few weeks ago. You can find it on podcast, you can find it on YouTube. So, glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Uh, this weekend, we have a regular schedule of services. Uh, we do have the annual meeting. There's an uh, email sent out uh, that has the information. The website has been updated. I think there's one or two things I need to tinker with on uh, the page that has, was made live on uh, the website. Uh, but we have uh, up things for you to be able to take a look at. And if you have questions, be able to bring those questions uh, at the annual meeting. Any announcements that we need to make? Uh, I must note Jeff's uh, creativity in making the videos the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, that was all Jeff. And <laughs> I thought it was very creative.